Good afternoon, Patriot Pals. I am back with an amazing woman that is uh, has come on the scene to really drop a lot of truth bombs about big pharma, about COVID, about the vaccines. She is uh, everywhere these days. She is a, uh, a, a very um, knowledgeable researcher. She's been in pharma and an analyst for many, many years, and I am honored to have her here. She is a friend of mine, Karen Kingston. Thank you for joining me, Karen. Hi, Mel. Thanks so much for having me on. It's uh, so crazy how God works, and, and now know. you and I are in our Yankee caps talking to each other to a few million people. Right? I know, I know. <laughs> it's amazing. We're on the front lines of God's war somehow and uh, fighting the battle side by side. So yeah. we can wear our Yankee hats and our black outfits anywhere we want these days. Yeah, yeah. I'm in California now, but you know what they say that you can't take uh, the queens out of the girl. You know, no. you can take the girl out of queen. So <laughs> I know it. I know it. Believe me. And when we first met, we were like, "Oh my God, you're me. I'm you." I know. I know. And I said yeah. we're at an event together. People, are, people stop me. They're like, "Tell us about that MK Ultra thing." I'm like, "That's not me." <laughs> I know. I know. And I get the, "Is it true about the graphene oxide?" I'm like, "I have no idea. That was there." <laughs> So, so Karen, so tell a little bit about where you were when you realized that something was terribly wrong during the COVID because you, um, you've been in the industry, big pharma and tech and everything for a very long time. You're an analyst. And when did you first realize that something was terribly wrong? Well, the first, first time I noticed that we were going to be set up for a vaccine rollout, um, specifically, I think it was March 9th. I actually, uh, or Mar March 9th or 10th. And uh, because what happened was you could only go to the hospital if you were um, right. sick and you could only get tested if you were sick. So without testing, they were run, right, um, driving up the, con the contact fatality rate. So I was like, all right, we'll bring set up for a vaccine rollout. I thought that was gonna happen in January of 2023 that they would announce that there's gonna be a vaccine coming up. I had no idea it was going to be coming along so quickly. Um, so that was what the first red flag. And then, you know, when they announced Operation Warp Speed, again, normally takes at least five years to bring a vaccine to market, a minimal of two years, obviously, for a drug. So I was like, okay, well, two years is very aggressive to bring a vaccine to market. Uh, and then, uh, of course, when they announced that it was going to be available in December, that was a red flag, but they were only focusing on the elderly, it was like 85 and older, then 75 and older, then 65 and older. And anyone who's anyone in the industry, um, you know, whether or not they're listening to their conscience, you know, that that's one thing, but they knew this was not normal. Um, but once they announced that they were going to start vaccinating children, right? Um, I think God's warriors all woke up. Yeah. And so that's when I stopped sitting on the sidelines, right? right. Um, um, and I, you know, probably similar to you, how, how you ended up speaking out is um, it literally felt like there was a chains around my heart and right. God was like, Karen, you know, I, this is what I do for a living for companies, hire me to get them back on track and to get out of trouble, you know, um, with the FDA or with the, you know, or with the consumer protection agency, because they're doing the wrong things. And I look at two things I, or three things. I look at the law, what they filed with the FDA, and then for market expansion, I look at IP. So I went and looked at the phase three data um, and it was alarming. Uh, if you read the whole document, what they report as clinical efficacy was a lie. What they report as safety is fraudulently reported because there's over 600 people that were taken out of the study and excluded in the treatment group versus 120 within the seven day follow-up of dosing. And those 600 people, the reason why they were excluded you know, like, was because they couldn't do a follow-up visit. Well, if you look at withdrawal criteria for exclusion, that's up to the, the sponsor. And it could be because they were in the hospital or died. Wow. Yeah. So, there, so I looked at that data and that was alarming. But that's not, but then I started looking at, because it wasn't clear what the ingredients were, right? I mean, you right. had to really hunt down to find out what was in this. And then when you look at Moderna versus Pfizer, which was two I was focusing on, I looked at J&J &J a little bit, I, um, and it wasn't clear the mechanism of action. These aren't normal vaccines. So I went on a search to find the patents to find the mechanism of action. Right. And when I found the world patent for Moderna, which all mRNA vaccines fall under, okay. the first thing that jumped out at me in section 002, so in the description of the art, 
was that these were mRNA vaccines that were encapsulated in lipid nanoparticles for therapeutic and diagnostic uses. So I was like, what? A diagnostic is a medical device. Right. And Moderna's original website, I don't know if they changed it, said that it was an operating system. It didn't say that it was a vaccine way back when. And uh, I don't know if they've changed it by now, but I thought that that was alarming from the very beginning. Yeah, it is. But again, that was like a marketing thing that I'm like, well, whatever, they're actually, they're a cancer company too. So I was kind of like, this doesn't like, again, what someone puts on their website versus what's in their patent, what's in the filing. But I agree with you, that should have been a red flag. So, and then I ended up finding a patent specific to, like it describes verbatim, these vaccines and the lipid nanoparticles having phospholipids, cholesterol, pegylated lipid, um, and an ionized lipid. And on page 219 or section 219-220, it says that they contain hydrogel and hydrogel is an advanced artificial intelligence operating system that contains graphene oxide. So I started finding that information, but the, the world patent for Moderna, when I read through it and I read what they could put into these injections, which included Um, genetic material from any virus, from any species, which included genetic material from other species in general, which included, and when I say any virus, I'm talking about HIV, I'm talking about Ebola, I'm talking about really terrifying viruses that they would, you know, what's called, it's a chimeric gene therapy they could put together. Um, That wasn't even what was most alarming to me. What was most alarming to me too was that they said they could do things like create triple helix DNA. That is not of this world and that is not of God. And then I started looking back at the studies that were done in collaboration with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, as well as our, you know, the University of North Carolina, right. MIT, Harvard, um, uh, Boston, uh, you know, Children's Boston, uh, hey, Pierce yeah. University, in collaboration with a bunch of universities in China. And I looked at the studies and what they were doing, these monster viruses they were creating. And I just, I just cried for humanity because this, this was, this is not a vaccine. Um, and the type of disease that these genes or these gene, they're not therapies, genetic biological agents, which are bioweapons can bring upon the American people and our children are diseases like you have never seen before. It, this is not, they're going to be misdiagnosed with whatever it is, myocarditis, chronic fatigue syndrome. But what it is, is their body is going to turn on itself. Your heart muscles are going to start to fail. Your, your, your muscles attached to your skeleton will begin to dissolve and detach. Um, it's going to attack, attack your central nervous system and your brain cells. I, I wish, I cry for every mother and father out there. Right, right. And you brought up um, the nanoparticles and the, the AI and all of that. Uh, I did a lot of work early on. Of course, YouTube uh, canceled my channel. So, and I didn't back up much, but on um, the Jeffrey Epstein case and his involvement with uh, Bill Gates and a Dr. Lieber from um, Harvard, who was arrested for working with the Wuhan lab. And his thing was nanoparticles and nanotechnology. His case still hasn't come to court. He pled not guilty. But um, in, in looking into him, he uh, was working also with the MIT lab, uh, doing all kinds of AI manipulation. And there was talk early on, and, and I have a video of Bill Gates also talking about um, basically manipulating um, hu- humans into kind of a half AI, half human, uh, and full it, in the guise of, um, you know, whatever, uh, transhumanism, but really it's also full surveillance and all kinds of stuff that is so unethical. And like you said, against God, these people don't believe in God, they play God. And that is a big problem here. Um, now, what, um, in what sense, how does uh, the Gates Foundation and, um, cause I know, I believe that the Rothschilds also have a patent to this stuff and are involved in this. How does all this work together? And shouldn't it be treason that anyone in our government is uh, collaborating with the CCP military in a bioweapons lab? I, I completely agree with you. So I, I, in regards to who's involved with this, I mean, it is Gates. Uh, Elon, did you know Elon Musk has investments in this too and in CureVac? Yeah, so you know, he, has called, he has Neuralink right. and the hydrogel version of Neuralink is Neuralace. 
So instead of having to um, actually do a surgery to inject the the uh, chip in your brain, right. he, can, he can inject it intercellular, intercellularly. Um, but so here, and it's all been done. Just to give a historical perspective. This is the mRNA part has all been done under the guise of cancer research and and for rare autoimmune diseases because they're experimenting on on uh, human beings who only have a few weeks left to live. Oh, wow. Um, so, so yeah, so chimeric, um, it's like CAR T-cell therapy, chimeric antigen receptor T-cell therapy, right? And um, those are the type of therapies that they inject into these people that are gonna die. And when they're injected, by the way, they're not allowed to be around people because they can infect other people. So what the FDA, not the FDA, what well, I guess the FDA is part of it, the NIH, um, Pfizer, Moderna, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, the Rothschilds, all the major investors, we call them whales, as you know, like from right. JP Morgan and in biotech. Right. The graphene oxide, they're willing to fall on the sword for that, right? A trillion dollar fine is nothing to Pfizer right now right. in the name of keeping the vaccine category over um, genetic biological agents, because these genetic agents um, cause rare immune mediated diseases, cause cancers that cause half a million dollars and millions of dollars to treat. And on top of that, they do, they can ch change our genome. Right. 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 So, in re so, you know, in regards to who's involved, it, as you know, it's a dark, deep web. Yeah. Of people it's always, people. yeah, all the, all of this always ends up being the same small, honestly, small group of people at the very, very top. I have uh, David Rockefeller. I have a video of him um, in 1996 doing an interview. He wasn't shy about talking about it, where he said that his goal, you know, David Rockefeller pretty much not only started the UN, the One World Government, all of that, but he also the, the American Cancer Society, the Rockefeller Institute, all a big pharma, all of the medical schools all take have been controlled by the Rockefellers. He said in an interview uh, that his goal would be to microchip every person on the planet for full surveillance uh, in 1996. So before anyone was thinking about that, and then in 2008, there was a meeting known as the Good Club or the Good Group with all of these people, everyone uh, that you like, um, it was uh, Soros, Gates, um, Rockefeller, um, I'm sure Fauci, there's, there's Fauci and other people all involved, even Oprah and, and Branson and Bloomberg. And um, they all talked about depopulation. And in this meeting, uh, that was their big thing, depopulation. And they were going to use um, climate change and a virus, 2008. So here we are now. And, um, and then, of course, most people know about Event 201, but now it turns out that there was a, even prior to event 201, there was an event in the EU and the, um, the World Health Organization. How does the World Health Organization play into all of this? Oh, well, before I get to that, I want to I want to address the depopulation, right? Because you and I are in the same wavelength and, and you, like right. me, you're probably told you talk talk too fast sometimes. <laughs> I get told all the time. But talking about depopulation, it was like it's kind of like the American people are probably like, well, I don't believe this or government would never do this. They would tell us like, or like someone would tell us. So I just wanna be clear that this has been a long time in the working and under Obama, there were certain laws passed through Congress um, that it's unbelievable, but that would allow our government, um, allow the FDA to inject us with um, bi genetic bioweapons that contain artificial intelligence without our knowledge. And you're like, well, how can that be? Right. Well, under the POPRA Act, there was a couple bills that passed um, under if there was emergency use, and 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 one of those included waiving all good manufacturing practices. Right, so there's no inspection of anything that's being manufactured. It also allows you to stockpile product before the FDA approves it or authorizes it. That's never been heard of. Now, keep in mind the supply chain management of these vaccines, it's not made by Pfizer. It's not just made by BioNTech or Moderna. There's a number of different companies. BioNTech has two major partners that are manufacturers. One is Pfizer, one is, is uh, Fossum China, which is located in China. Right. So, so there's these, you know, and then there, Sinopeg is the company in China that makes this stuff. So nobody's checking what's in the vials or where they're being made. 
But what I, and they're also, you don't have to prove it's effective under emergency use authorization. You could just say it could be effective. And we know these weren't proven to be effective. And you could skip animal trials under, under the um, Popper Act. So you could go to first in human. So that's a direct violation of the Nuremberg Code. But this, Mel, is what confirms what you're saying as far as don't be a fool to not think that people are conspired to uh, kill Americans and depopulate. Right. Under Section 3024 of Obama's Cures Act, on December 13th, 2016, he signed into law the waiver of informed consent under, no, no, don't, but let me listen, under, well, okay, if it's not feasible, I can kind of get that if you're in a stadium and there's some major outbreak. That's not what's gonna make your, your, your hair stand up. Um, under if there's minimal risk. Okay, maybe I can understand that. But this is one of the criteria or under that, um, oh, well, let me read it directly because I made it sure. So you can waive informed consent if it is contrary to the best interests of such human beings. Oh my God. Exactly. So if our government has decided- in our right. best interest to know they're depopulating us, then they don't need to tell us what's in it or what it's going to do to us. Right, and that violates the Fourth Fourteenth Amendment, right? Because uh, informed consent—that's—that's that's the government basically taking over our right to uh, decide for ourselves what's best for us, and and they're doing it right now blatantly. So that was Obama passed that, and Fauci was working under Obama during the gain of function. And then what happened there? Because they, they say that Obama tried to um, stop him, but I don't see really any evidence of that. But Fauci was already- yeah, so, so, so in, I think it's the end of 2016, Obama said no more gain of function research and that was passed by Congress. Um, but, but then in 2017, um, Fauci issued new guidelines on doing gain of function research um, within and outside the US and it never stopped in the US. So, I mean, we, the American people between, I think, 2004, maybe it was 2006, 2006 to 2021, gave right. Ralph Barrick as a lead investigator $111 million to do chimeric gain-of-function research. He is the godfather, the godfather of chimeric gain-of-function research. So a chimeric virus is just taking a normal virus and then, you know, integrating it with other viruses to make it more deadly and more transmissible to humans. That is all it is. Well, would, if, if it wasn't a plant, listen, I've seen, uh, you know, Bill Gates's father started uh, Planned Parenthood with uh, Margaret Sanger, who's a, they're both eugenicists, think that there's uh, there's useless eaters on this planet that they can do without. This has been a long thing. Uh, I have pictures of Fauci way back when with Soros and Bill Gates's dad and other people, Rockefeller, a whole bunch of people. Um, so Fauci's been in on this the whole time. Um, I, I learned today that Fauci has done over 60 um, studies with the Wuhan and other CCP related bioweapons labs over the last 20 years. But he oh, goes yeah. back, he goes back to AIDS too, right? Fauci oh, goes back to AIDS. Before, before we talk about AIDS, I had a problem with Fauci when I was eight years old. I'll tell you about that later. But wow. before we go back to AIDS, um, talking about Fauci and, and the Wuhan Institute of Virology and right. the Chinese lab. So that's well documented. There's so many studies you can find them thinking. Um, the right. NIAID, which is Fauci. Fauci paid himself in the last five years uh, almost 20, $12 million to do studies and patent the use of HIV glycoprotein 120 as an envelope in chimeric viruses. It's, it is what's in the vaccines right now. So the spike protein that your body produces if you're injected contains glycoprotein 120 from HIV. Does that mean you have HIV? No. What does that mean? That is the part of the virus, the codon, that allows penetration into your CD4 cells and CD8 cells for proliferation throughout your entire body. So SARS-CoV-2 was never found in semen. It was never found in breast milk, right? They could barely find it in, in lung tissue, right? But now mothers who are vaccinated and are breastfeeding, their babies are dying um, from autoimmune reactions because of the spike protein in the breast milk. Um, people are infecting other people. And part of it is because of that integration of glycoprotein 120 from HIV, which Fauci owns and we, our American tax dollars paid for. Right. So right. that's insane. 
So yeah, no, Fauci, I mean, and I'm talking with Judy Mikovich tonight, but Fauci, okay. I mean, the, the rumors are, yeah, that he created HIV, but if you go back, so I'm watching, it was like 1981, whatever year John Lennon died was when AIDS right. first came on the scene. Right. And the news was covering about this gay cancer outbreak in San Francisco. And I asked my mom, what does gay mean? And she's like, that's when boys kiss other boys. And I was like, that makes no sense because my grandma died from cancer and you can't get cancer from kissing people. And I still like to kiss boys alone. Yeah. So, 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 so I was like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I was like, you can't get it. So I, it had bothered me forever. So like 17 years old, I finally go down to the library, get some microfiche, and I look up the CDC um, morbidity and mortality week reports when Fauci was the head of CDC. So he told the American people that he called it gay autoimmune disease was caused by the, the act of homosexuality and this virus spontaneously appeared. Oh and he God. stuck to that theory for three years while IV drug users were dying, while people were dying from drug transfusions. And unfortunately there were children who were getting infected and you know they were getting infected because they were being raped and molested by their fathers, okay? Or by strangers. And he said he couldn't explain that. And those children were locked out of their schools and they were not allowed to be around other children. And it is a disgrace. He knew damn well what caused that virus. He knew damn well why these children were getting infected and why these mothers were getting infected. And he never spoke up. And I volunteered at AIDS clinics from, um, from in the beginning years of my college and right after. And I had to resign once because, or quit or leave because a mother finally brought in her four-year-old daughter who was infected and she started getting lesions and I couldn't, bear it because I knew what had happened to her. Right. She was raped by her father. Right. Oh my you know, God. And, 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 yeah. and I was in, and I was in these clinics and they just wanted someone to talk to and someone to hug them. Right. Because they were lies were told about them. And that's what's going on right now with people who aren't vaccinated. Right. right. And sadly, the truth is it's a disease of the vaccinated. If you look at the data, if you look at the FDA documents, the vaccinated are producing spike proteins. The, the, the infection rate and death rates plummeted, right? They were going down in January. Right. They're going back up again here in Israel. Why? Because of the rollout of the vaccines. Younger people are getting sick and infected. Why? Because younger people are getting vaccinated. Right. And, and, and vaccinating our children. Right. And also, um, the uh, CDC is really uh, totally uh, lying because they are saying that if you are uh, within 14 days of the second shot, you are still considered unvaccinated. But as we know, even from, I don't know if this is right, but even from the flu, when anyone gets the flu shot, a, a lot of people tend to get symptoms of the flu. So within that 14 day period, it appears that's when a lot of the deaths and, and major amounts all over the world are happening. And the CDC is saying that they're unvaccinated and it's not true. Is that, is that the case? What you're saying is, that is absolutely true. The, the CDC and the FDA and the Mayo Clinic and our doctors are all lying to us and all of our counties are lying to us. People, they, they don't count someone as being vaccinated until it's 15 days post second dose. Here's the problem. Even in the phase three trial, 622 people were not able to show up for a follow-up visit seven days or 14 days after their second dose. Why? Well, withdrawal reason could have been that they were hospitalized or died. Right, Period. right. So how this is- How get away with how, This is crazy. This also goes along with what I talk about, about the Obama administration with the Smith-Munt Act, when they can use propaganda on we the people. It used to be illegal. You could use uh, propaganda from the intelligence agencies on foreign countries, but Obama and Cass Sunstein updated it to use propaganda on us and the propaganda they're using right now is that the 14 days when people are dying and getting the most um, reactions are the vaccinated. And yeah. now also they're starting this segregation and they have these brainwashed people out there and people in the cabal that are, you know, blackmailed or whatever in on it that are um, truly uh, attacking people that are unvaccinated. Uh, even what happened with this Nicki Minaj was just a big, big uh, red flag for people that aren't paying attention because we are. But again, uh, people are being lied to and they, and they carry on the story. If you are vaccinated, you should be count as vaccinated. Yeah. So let me explain to you how all the lies have happened. Right. Okay, so great. 
in in my industry, I've been in it for 25 years. Right. The FDA is not the whistleblower when Pfizer's breaking the rules or Merck is breaking the rules. We tattletale on each other. Right. Constantly. So Pfizer's like, Merck shouldn't be doing that. And Johnson Johnson shouldn't be doing that. And here's why they shouldn't be doing it. And we're paying the FDA X amount of dollars. So you better make them get in line. Right. Da, 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 da. Right. Well, under emergency use authorization, and if a product's not approved, guess what? The manufacturer's not allowed to do any communications or marketing. We're not allowed to communicate or market until we get FDA approval. So that is defaulted to the CDC. And then the um, head of health and human, uh, health and health and, what is it? HHS. Right, uh, health and now? human services. Becerra now. Becerra then can then send a memo to the CDC and the CDC can then delegate that to whoever they want. So they can delegate it to the, F they, the FDA, not they can't, but like employers, they can have employers now go out and promote their product, right? And then um, they can have the American Medical Association, right? Now, yeah. while they're doing that, Pfizer and Johnson Johnson can write huge unrestricted grants to these people for whatever, and then the CDC can instruct them what to say and how to say it. So that used to be the job of the manufacturer. We would, here are your key talking points. Here's how you handle this. Here's how you pivot if someone asks you this question. So we were the ones that give the doctors the scripts. Right. Um, I believe they probably have collaborated with a marketing company to do this, but now it's all done under the CDC. Problem is every pharmaceutical company is in on this mRNA um, new market. The pharmaceutical medical device industry was overdone and dead, right? Right. We were doing great. Generics were great. People were using um, supplements. Now, if you can inject people with mRNA uh, gene therapies that produce new diseases and viruses, and those new diseases and viruses cost a half million to a million dollars to treat, and you're all in on it, right? what cop is going to give a cop a speeding ticket? Right. Right. It's and the CDC happen. is privately funded. Big, big bucks from uh, Gates Foundation and others uh, oh, in the CDC. Gates is in charge of educating our kids. Right. And if you watch exactly. the, those, those educate, it's totally MK Ultra. I know it's it is. Like, they're like, hey, little Johnny, you wouldn't want your grandma and grandpa to die because you didn't get vaccinated. I'm like, did they just say that? Uh, I mean, this is the type of education right. um, for the children. And so yeah. normally this would go it would be checked because other multi-billion dollar companies wouldn't allow for it because they want they would want to compete in the competition, market. right? Yeah, not exactly. because of humanity, but because not of because competition. Of, yeah. And then the fact that the Pfizer's not marketing their vaccine, even though they got approval on August 23rd, and they had two weeks to like submit vials and final labeling. That's insanity. I, I, I mean, I worked for Pfizer for, for years and I was a consultant with them. And here's the thing. If you're the first FDA approved product in a $50 billion US market, you go out and proclaim that from the mountaintops. Right. And you tell people, wait for the only FDA approved product. The fact right. that they're not doing that is a red flag that there is something very um, evil and wrong that's yeah. going on. Well, that 14 days has passed, correct? That they were supposed it to do that? It so, is. But it, it, they had to submit it to, to the FDA. Oh, so. And the reason why they have to do that is because before they start um, distributing interstate distribution of comernity, they can't do that without finalized labeling. Right. So, but why would they? So, but here's what's weird is that on August 22nd, Marion Gruber, who's with the CBR department of, of the FDA, extended all the Pfizer expired lots for another nine months. Wow. Then the next day on August 23rd, they approve the Comirnaty vaccine and Marion Gruber and another um, leader under the vaccine um, department stepped down. So that's weird because it would be in Pfizer's best interest to recall the expired lots because right. they're already paid for right. and then produce Comirnaty. Right. Now they, they don't have that yet though, Comirnaty. No, they don't. If they put Comirnaty on the market, they're going to have to finalize their labeling and then there's precedent for false labeling Right. Um, false, false indications, false claims, all this other stuff. So I think what's going on, I mean, the fact that two people stepped down, the fact that Marin right. Gruber wrote a letter like at midnight on a Sunday night to extend the expiration dates and then resigned the next morning. Right. You know, there is a thing called plea bargaining that happens. Right. You know, right. so these are things that, um, you know, when I said, yeah, it'll come forward in two weeks, like, um, 
I was, I assumed, and you that know, what happened, would, right. right? Cause I'm like, well, it's a $50 billion market. Of course, they're going to want to come forward and capitalize on it. And right. you know, kind of didn't think of all the evil that was going on. So, right. so now, yeah, all they, these they, they, can't, yeah, they have ahead. to tell us once they start manufacturing and distributing Comirnaty, which is allegedly BNT162B, which is allegedly the product that was used in phase three trials, but no one ever looked at any vials. So, yeah. And um, I, I'm pretty sure that um, what uh, that they all these um, vaccine um, companies, they have immunity. Correct. Isn't that the case? They have. Uh, so do you know how like 230 gives you double immunity right. as like, uh, you know, because like, you know, you're not an editor, you're not an editor, you're just a publisher. Okay. And then, and then there's another under that act, you have another protection under the freedom of communication. So you've got like the first amendment, and then you also get this 230 section. So right. that's what happens after, under the, under the EUA, there's two things. One, they're calling these product vaccines, which they're not vaccines. And we can talk about that. So right. that gives them immunity under what Reagan passed in 1986. Second, under the EUA, nobody's held liable, not the manufacturer, not the healthcare provider, not, not the, you know, Mark, the, you know, the people that put their names on it. Nobody is unless there's willful misconduct. Right. I was going to say, unless knowingly they are putting out a product that they know is dangerous and kills people and should not be injected into human beings, period, especially not with their own informed consent. And uh, that that seems to be the knowingly thing. But honestly, we have such a mess with our DOJ and FBI and all the agencies and all the oversight. They're all corrupt to the core. And getting to the truth is laying on you going out there and a couple other people that are doing the heavy lifting in this in this category. I had on a, a great doctor, Dr. Hirshhorn. He um, he said to me about two months ago that he thought the real killer from this mRNA injection uh, was the um, micro uh, blood clotting and yes. that he had, he was very concerned. And this was like literally a month ago. He was very concerned because he thought a, that the blood supply would be um, because of the vaccines, that the blood supply would be damaged. And um, that's a big deal for, you know, a million different reasons, but also that once injected that blood clot, these micro blood clots, they're not like the big kind that you think about and all, but that they're micro and that they, they're not even seen until yeah. they cause real damage. Is, mm -hmm. is that part of this whole situation yeah. that you found? Yeah, I think so. There's there, talking to Judy Mikovich, by the way, like, or messaging with her, we know, we believe there's enough evidence to show that the, each of the vials have very great variances in the, in the amount of mRNA. Right. as well as graphene oxide. So here's the thing. So that's why some people are getting severe disease and dying very quickly. Right. But those who are maybe getting a lower dose of the mRNA, so the early onset of the disease, which is this thrombosis, this small blood, like, but not, that's not thrombosis, it's microthrombosis, right? Right. Small blood clotting. Okay, according to the American Heart, Heart Association, yeah, that, that is the beginning signs of atherosclerosis, of, of clogging of your arteries to your heart or possibly causing a, a, a pulmonary embolism, like a lung, a lung clot, right? right? But the first sign of that, and this is, there's two things I wanna talk about is that, and I wanna talk about fatigue. So the first sign of micro blood clots is it, it, they show up in your capillaries. So for men, it would be erectile dysfunction. Right. And I know this, I worked on a brand called Viagra, right? And the American Heart Association said, no, it's a serious health condition for, for, for doctors to talk about because if men are suffering from erectile dysfunction, a lot of times they think I'm just stressed out. There's too much going on in the world. And so people could definitely be thinking that by now, but if they were injected, it could be a sign. It is likely a sign that they're developing small blood clots. So the sooner they talk to a doctor about this, if they were injected, the sooner they can start looking for solutions right. to stop the disease that's being caused by the spike proteins. The second thing that these spike proteins cause is inflammation of your spinal cord and your brain, which is encephalitis and myelitis, right? And so people think, well, that's going to be like what that poor 12 year old girl experienced in the Pfizer study that was paralyzed and has right. a feeding tube now. Well, no, the first sign is fatigue. Chronic fatigue syndrome is caused by swelling of your central nervous system. So men and women who maybe are, are experiencing this extreme fatigue, and some of us that had COVID, we remember that I had COVID. My mother and I were on our butts for like a week. We couldn't do anything. Well, 
that is a sign of the pathogenic um, proteins that are being produced in your bodies. Right. So those are two things like that. Um, a lot of times people contribute mild symptoms to lifestyle choices or just aging and it's not. And, and, and I, the sooner the truth gets out there, the sooner we can stop this and people can start getting healthy. So if you're, if you're a man and experiencing erectile dysfunction, and if you're a man or a woman and you're experiencing extreme fatigue, tell your doctor you were vaccinated, right? right. And, and tell them that you're experiencing these symptoms because there's a better chance the earlier we, we can find solutions to stop the proliferation of these spike proteins, right. the better chance you have of regaining health. Right. That's why, to me, again, another giant crime against humanity is this 14 day window that they're lying about, because if more people understood that people are vaccinated, they're not unvaccinated, they have been vaccinated, even if the CDC is saying 14 days mean, means that they're not, they have been. Yeah, right? no, and, and they haven't been. They, the, the CDC is saying, yeah, but if you, if you have one shot or two shot, um, I mean, the numbers are coming out. It's, it's high. And I, I'm just, uh, this is my opinion because I haven't validated, but like you're looking at two to 4% of people being hospitalized and or dying within seven days of the first right. dose. Like it's a, that's a high number. It's right. a really high number. Right. But then after a few months and they've been suffering from these symptoms, they start getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And then they can have a reaction called antibody dependent enhancement. Now I want to read to you Right. This is alarming. I want to read to you straight from the FDA booster approval oh. letter. We're not, not approval. It was for 65 and older. I think they said it might be okay. Right, before. right. I yeah. saw By that. the way, you know what the, the end value was? The number of people in that study group for the 65 and older? 12, 12 right? Yeah, 12 people. 12 people. Unbelievable. 12 people. We're going we're gonna to inject millions. Right. But, I can't so believe it. The FDA was ordered to do, sorry, Pfizer was ordered to do a post hoc analysis of those who were in the, the phase three study. Right. So they had to do a follow-up analysis outside of the data they submitted for FDA approval. So the people that were originally injected, so in the vaccine group, that, right. that was 18,700 participants, um, and they followed up for 9.8 months. What they found was there were 70 cases per thousand incidences of COVID-19. So that's a 7% incidence of COVID-19 in those that were originally vaccinated. Now the placebo group, which they unblind, they bastardized, they annihilated. Right. They unblinded them, they injected them. So there were 17,748 injected there. And what they found is in a 4.7 month follow-up, there was a 51.6% or a 5.2% incidence of COVID-19. Why is this a problem? Because when they started the study in April of last year, the infection rate quoted in the study was a 1.3% infection rate for the general population, turned out to be 1.5%. Now, if you're vaccinated, your infection rate went from 1.5% to 7% or to, or to almost um, to 5.2%. And listen to this, I'm gonna read this verbatim. Study participants with increasing time post-dose po, post two, oh, sorry, 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 the, sorry, I've left the part, first part out. This analysis appears to indicate that the incidence of COVID-19 increases in each group of study participants with increasing time post-dose two. So after you've been injected two times, your likelihood of getting infected keeps going up. Right. So yeah. we saw that plummet happen in January before the vaccine rollout, and then it slowly creeped, and now it's spiking again because the longer that it's been since your second dose, Right the more likely you're going to 7% infection rate in people who are vaccinated, yet the infection rate for the overall population was only 1.5% before we started this whole mess. Right. We and they're calling them variants, but it's really, they're calling it variants, but it's really side effects and- um, No, and variants are called progeny. So if you look at the 2015 FDA document, let's right. literally called viral-based gene therapies shedding strategies. That's like what it's called, okay? Oh it shows that if you inject someone with mRNA and then they produce a, a spike protein from your own biological body, that's called progeny, okay? That spike protein can infect the person and then through what they call shedding, through skin contact, your saliva, semen, you know, repeated breathing, you can then infect other people. Which is why if anyone who is who is on in a gene therapy experiment is not right. allowed to be around a pregnant person 
per the phase one protocols from the Pfizer studies. It's unbelievable. And they're, and you know, right now they're saying that, uh, I just saw today, Pfizer said that the, it's okay for the vaccine for uh, five-year-olds now. And, and then, and the- and well, the, Pfizer said it, not the FDA though, right? right? Pfizer said it, right, of course. And then, and Fauci um, is now coming out and saying that we're gonna need three shots for it to really, do the trick. This is a this is completely a crime against humanity at the highest level playing out. And and then again, another thing that I've said from the very beginning, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, both of them are prophylactics. And both of them not only prevent it, but are supposed to be given before you go to the hospital. You can't get hydroxychloroquine, at least you can in New York, but they don't give you ivermectin which they do, but only if you're in the hospital dying, which it's too late. So both of those drugs, and now what's the, and then the other thing, the Regeneron, uh, the- um, Oh, which kills people, it causes kidney failure. And and then on top of that, the, the, um, the Remdesivir with the, with the ventilators that happened in the beginning when all the elderly people died, that was a protocol that Fauci put out there as the, the way to go and the World Health Organization Meanwhile, I, there was barely, a, that wasn't even really tested on anyone, was it? I, it, wasn't, what I'm no, seeing. it wasn't, it wasn't, no, and they, they shouldn't be approving it. So here I got, so um, someone that's in the, uh, um, uh, um, one of our naval enlisted um, men uh, sent me a message, right? And this is, um, he was listening to a podcast. He goes, you're mentioning ivermectin. And I don't speak about treatment because- Right, that's not about, your wheelhouse. That's not oh. my thing, right? I mean, I speak about these vaccines. Right. Um, uh, as I'm listening, and he goes, I tried to get my ivermectin refills moved to a military pharmacy in in uh, Virginia. Uh, they told me two days ago they are no longer allowed to fill ivermectin prescriptions. Can you what? This so, is so uh, crazy. Yeah, they've blocked our military from getting ivermectin, and I'm right. sure probably from. I mean, this is insanity. It is. So you're talking about like the it's the the. The Ninth Amendment was what we were talking about earlier, which says just because there isn't um, um, a law or you know or a Bill of Rights, like there isn't something that's enumerated or discussed in the Constitution, um, doesn't mean that it's not protected by the people. Right. And it basically, uh, from what I've read and from what I've seen, Amy Coney Barrett said, well, you have to take a look at that in context. And the context was that our own we and Gorsuch said the same thing. It's like we the people give our government authority they do not have authority over us so i've been talking to senators and different people too and i've been drafting literally i'm like why don't they have an emergency session where hey we just say no government you know local or federal and no private you know entity whether it's an employer or school can mandate that an american citizen be injected with a product that has um significant potential to permanently injure or kill people right well, here's the thing the reason why we have the ninth amendment is you shouldn't have to make a law to say your government can't kill you right <laughs> right <laughs> like, unbelievable it's time to throw out the government I, I mean i that's what it says yeah and we're at a place karen where it, it's it's there's so much cognitive dissonance so much uh like gaslighting and black and, and brainwashing and everything uh, the american people should be up in arms and mass demanding that something like what you're saying be laid out explicitly and where are the judges like we're saying the gorsuch and amy comey barrett where are they opining on this who is who is out there that i mean it's us and there's people like us and and a lot, you know, uh, Mikovits and uh, Dr. Dr. Northrup, um, Dr. Artis, lots of people, Malone. I mean, so many McCullough, but everyone that's out there, RFK Jr. is being um, demonized, attacked, discredited. The, a the American Medical Association, a totally corrupt so association, is threatening the licenses of any doctor that even um, that offers basically any kind of therapeutics, let alone talks badly about the vaccine. Where is, what is going on with, with the oath? What, what can people do at this point? That's a great, I mean, that is a great question because even the American Academy of Pediatrics, or the Lee Bears, I think, I mean, she is pushing the CDC to authorize the use of these injections for children. There's no reason for it. I mean, any, any, any doctor worth their weight in salt, um, any, anyone that took biology 101, and I hate to say this, like, you know, you know, like it's irrefutable, a child's own immune system, there is no vaccine that could be more safe or more effective against coronavirus than a child's own immune system. Right. 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 We are now creating these monster viruses through these vaccines um, and these vaccines can only 
permanently injure and harm children. They cannot, right. there's no good. So it is pure evil. And, and God, you know, what God put on my heart and, and, and you and I are doing the best that we can is that the truth cannot prevail if God's people remain silent. Right. But something else that came to me, honestly, Mel, and it's so funny that we're talking today because it was, I was praying this morning and people keep sending me, I, you know, end time scripture. And I, I don't like end time scripture. I don't, I don't read the old, te- I don't read the old no, testament no, I know. because the wrath of God is terrifying, but right. um, I think new, new leaders are going to have to emerge. I agree. And people who maybe didn't think that they were uh, anointed to become a leader, but those who are in power right now are, are, are not of God's children. And, and um, they are, they're here to, to harm us. And it's, it's the evidence is there. And so we're sitting back and I know we're all sitting back waiting for Trump to come in on a white horse. Um, but I, I can tell you as a Christian, it doesn't tell me to go hide in the corner and pray to Jesus for Trump to come back. I mean, it tells me to put on the full armor of God. Right. Um, and, and I'm not sure exactly what that full armor is going to look like, but it, it, it may be more than, um, you know, the sword of truth. Yeah. Well, we're doing it. I mean, you and I have been traveling around the country together and separate. Uh, we're going to be this weekend in, um, in uh, Colorado Springs together with, with a lot of God-loving patriots and um, doctors that are very brave and people like you in the scientists, sciences and, and marketing and analysts and all kinds of people. And, and we're, we're r- ringing the alarm, but it's still, um, yeah, I believe at this point we are in a... Uh, that God is the only answer. And then, uh, you know, I pray every day um, for guidance on uh, doing the best I can to get the message out and to uh, be led by God. But uh, we are really dealing with a, a demonic good versus evil situation here. And not enough people are awake. And it, that's the mass media. I believe that the biggest criminals in this last year and a half are the mass media, the mainstream and media. Social media. And social, oh, yeah, media. social media, for sure. They're all in on it. They're all invested in it anyway. But when you find out that Fauci and the World Health Organization were basically the ones telling Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and everyone who to cancel, who to censor, who to do this, then it's like, but again, it's the cabal. And we have to always remember that there's way more of us than them. We are the majority. And um, but again, you have to be informed with the facts and truth of what you are saying. You have the proof. You've, You've laid it out. You know the laws. You know the statutes. You've read the patents. And when people are hearing this, they have to understand that this is all proven. This is not, this is, it's maybe you will not find it on Google or social media or Wikipedia, but if you dig for it, and that's what real people have to do right now, they have to stop um, sitting back and listening and they have to go do their own research. Because once you're armed with facts and truth, that's the only way to spread it. And what people don't understand is that under the Obama administration, the emergency use authorization basically took the vaccine industry and turned it into Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. Right. So, so people were people don't you people were dying from the meat packing industry from the meat they were consuming. Right. You know, back in the early 1900s, because it was contaminated. It was it, it it was it was it actually had vermin in it. It had rats in it. And trust me, you don't want to know what's in these vaccines. I have an mRNA um, doc, uh, whistleblower that's going to come forward soon. Right. right. The harvested embryo cells are in these injections. That's all going to come out soon. So here's the thing is under the EUA, they made it legal to go straight to humans. They made it legal to not inspect the vials. They made it legal to not tell human subjects, American people. It's not, if this, if the intentions are to kill, then they made it legal to not tell us that. That they were thinking this way should be alarming to every human on this planet that is is watching this that they were even that they were even discussing this let alone creating this environment and going this far and that it even was a question and not just a question they allowed it and then put it into law this is very complex and very well planned Yes, exactly. I mean, read this is this is from the Cures Act, December 13th, 2016, section 3024, informed consent, section B drugs. And it says right there, informed consent is waived if it's uh, contrary to the best interests of such human beings. I, I feel like people don't understand the words that they're reading. You have to understand what that means. Yeah, and, and what's re- very alarming about that is the date. It's right on the way, way out, out the door, right on the way of the cabals. Uh, you know, they didn't expect Trump to win. They never thought they'd lose power. 
And on their way out the door, they made sure that they could pull this off with as much damage as possible to humanity. Yeah. So, so, why, so why people aren't being charged with willful misconduct? I have because, no idea. Because crimes against, no, because crimes against humanity was legalized by our Congress under Obama. That's yeah. why. Yeah. That's why. Uh, yeah, but this is, this is this is honestly an international crime. This is, uh, I see what Dr. Fulmick's doing and a lot of the other people, um, and I'm talking to Mickey Gillis and other people involved that have been really on the forefront of this, but this is a massive crime against humanity that's international uh, along the lines, if not uh, honestly going to end up killing more people than the Holocaust. And uh, we really this, need this, the worldwide. This is, not, this is not the war of our lifetime. This is the war of humanity. This is yeah. not yet. Yeah, it is going to kill more people. It's going to kill more people than Stalin killed. Stalin killed 50 million. Right. Mao, 100 million. And now we're dealing with, honestly, equally, Over if not more think, evil people. Yeah, I think nearly 2 billion people have been vaccinated worldwide. So we're looking at at least a billion dollar death toll from that. Billion oh, dollar. Billion. See, look, now I sound like one of them. A billion person. Oh, um, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's leave it on a good note because you do have some positive stuff to say. So um, we, what we can do is we can inform ourselves, we can do our own research, you can look up everything that Karen has just told you and um, stay informed and share the truth, but also don't comply. Don't comply, you don't have to comply. We are still, we still have free will. They can't take that from us, right? Yeah, exactly, I mean, don't, if you're, don't follow your employer's mandates, pull your children out of school. I have to show up at my county board. They're talking about mandating the vaccines for students. I'm gonna show up and fight. Uh, and, and when I fight, I'm gonna, I'm, they're not gonna have plausible uh, denial um, of information. And they're going to get an email follow me with copied on some very, very powerful attorney. So um, fight the good fight. I mean, I, I, is you, Mel, people think we're somehow or another immune to this. We're not immune to it either. We're fighting our own fights in our own territory oh, yeah. for our own families, for our own friends. Right. Um, and that's what you have to do. And you have to tell people, you know, there's no, there's no money in the world worth your life. There's no comfort in the world worth your life. And there's no comfort in the world being locked out of God's kingdom. Right. I agree. Thank you so much, Karen. Um, obviously, we'll have you back. Uh, I can't believe it took this long for us to finally do a show. But um, you are you are opening eyes. You have the research to back up everything. Everyone should really, really keep an eye on Karen Kingston. She's making a big difference fearlessly. And like she said, we're all out there on the front lines. Everyone has skin in the game and get in the game because uh, this is this is uh, God's battle and you want to be on God's side. And I do believe that in the end, God wins. And right now we really just need to open eyes, inform people and empower people to fight back and to resist and to, um, you know, follow their conscience and, um, and Hold pray a lot. Line. Yeah. And, uh, I will, thank you so much, Karen. I will see you in Colorado Springs and on the road and keep up the great work. You're, you're a real champion out there. You have been around and people are so um, amazed by your research and the information and uh, you are saving lives. And I know that for sure. So uh, I love you very much. And I will see you uh, this weekend. I love you too, sister. Okay, thank bye. You. Bye-bye.